It's time for Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. And now your host, Doug Murin. Hey, it's great to be with you. I've been on the air for a long time. I love radio. Some listeners in the Seattle area, well, uh, who've lived a long time will remember I have done radio before, but I have been in Tampa, in uh, the hospital uh, with heart things. I've been, <laughs> I've been uh, in Boise. I've been a lot of places, but now I'm here in Seattle again, and we're starting a show called Caught on, Caught on Tape. And, and uh, our whole thing is we will, we've got a program we're doing now, and I've, I've always enjoyed helping people find hope. Our show is about finding hope. We're caught on tape, finding hope. How to believe, you know, how, how faith works, how you can make that work for you, and how to increase your believing, how to make that work. That's all we're ever going to talk about on this show, as I've kind of visualized it. So I'm, I'm so excited that you're uh, joining in as we're getting rolling with the show. Today, I want to talk to you about something I've found over the years that is, I think, a super killer in people's lives. I, I, I think it is really maybe one of the most dangerous emotions humans experience, and, and that is disappointment. Um, I'm an observer of people. I watch our students with interest, and I watch our media, and I can see a lot of disappointment about life eating people up. So we're going to spend some time this week and maybe next or our next show at least talking about how to deal with disappointment in your life. Because uh, disappointment basically starts here. It's a, it's a great English word. I, I remember I, when I went to college, one of the first classes I took was a vocabulary course. And we studied words. And I remember we studied Every word that had anything to do with D-I-S in the beginning, dis, disembodied, dissembled, and it, and it means to rip apart, basically, to take apart. To be disappointed means that you've missed some appointments. It means you've had, you have a feeling that you've had some appointments that don't work out for you, or when you make those appointments, you have great joy and you're encouraged. So what do you do with uh, disappointment in your life? And how do you watch for the right appointments that God has for you? I'll, I'll never for, uh, forget. It's a long time ago because I'm 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 not that old. But one of the the first trips I took as a, a young missionary, I'd read a I'd read a book by a guy named Brother Andrew, who became later on a good friend. But I, I it was called God Smuggler. And it was the most fascinating thing to hear about a guy who basically stood in the face of all the communist world at the time and supplied the church world with Bibles where they were illegal and all of this. And I remember I read that book and I thought, I, I like that guy. I want to be like that guy. So during a, a trip to Europe, I was asked to go to an event and play guitar. And I walked in. And they introduced me to Brother Andrew and and his assistant from Holland. They were Dutch. And I remember I was so flabbergasted that I actually met the guy who uh, was the, the God smuggler, they called him. He ministered to thousands and thousands of people where the communists didn't want them to hear the gospel. 
I got to know him, and I was intrigued by what he did. And I knew it was one of those uncanny appointments that were really quite interesting that God had. And I, I ended up with that trip. He asked me to actually smuggle a bunch of Bibles and books into Hungary and Czechoslovakia for him, having known me for about 30 minutes. It was kind of a, an appointment. And I said, well, you know, that sounds that sounds like fun. And I remember uh, it, it was a lot more frightening than I anticipated when we actually did it. But we it was illegal as could be. And I'll never forget taking this tr- this trailer load, truckload of biblical stuff, Bibles to church leaders, and some of the old ladies helping me unload the van that carried. The, it was like they were carrying gold with these books. And I remember I felt like such a louse because I had forty five Bibles at home, and it took them for granted. And and I learned that we have appointments, and it starts that way. I was interested in Brother Andrew. I meet Brother Andrew. Not only do I meet Brother Andrew, I do what Brother Andrew does. That's called the divine appointment. Uh, one afternoon, I was walking downtown Seattle, right downtown by the uh, the two towers, downtown the hotel towers, and and walking along, and I'm minding my own business. I'm thinking, it's rainy, it's cold. Why do I live in Seattle? I could be anywhere, and I'm here. This guy walks up to me, and he says, hey, are you a Christian? And I remember I was stunned. I, I thought, initially, I thought, well, I'm exuding some, some amazing stuff with people. And, and I realized that he and I had an appointment. We, we, we didn't have a disappointment. We had an appointment that, that God had given us. I had this happen at a really raunchy rock festival once, too, that I snuck into as a Christian to talk to people. And, Half the people were naked, and the rest of them were high. And and I decided I would wander around behind the stage, see what it was like. This guy walked up to me, and he said, hey, are you a Christian? And I said, yeah. He said, I said, you want to be one? And he said, sure. I ended up leading him to Christ and some of his friends and snuck out the backstage and went home, avoided the rest of the nonsense. But there are things that are appointments. Your life is loaded with appointments and the little disappointments you got to learn to deal with, because I, I'm convinced that a lot of our, a lot of our drug issues is, let's let's face it, modern American life for a lot of our kids, for some reason has become disappointing. Uh, you know, marriages, homes flying apart, kids live with agonizing disappointment, and today, you may be living with disappointment, and I I, I just want to tell you as we go through, we're going to talk about how. To find your appointment again with God, to kind of feel yourself again and and rediscover what you sense that you've lost. I'm glad you're listening today. We're going to have some fun going through this. Caught on Tape with Doug Murin is a listener and friend-supported program. Your help with the show and expanding the evangelism events of Doug Murin is appreciated. All gifts this month will receive a free copy of one of Doug's favorite books, A Way Through the Wilderness by best-selling author Jamie Buckingham. You can get your free copy by writing Doug at Doug Murin, 1806 5th Street, Wenatchee, Washington, 98801. You can also contact Doug online at doug.murin at gmail.com. And now back to more Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. I've got with me in the studio my best friend and uh, music director for nine million years, Gary Verrill. Six million, actually. Yeah, six million. And uh, 
So what what do you what do you what do you think about this disappointment stuff? Well, I want to answer your question, Doug. I first want to disclaim. I would strongly recommend you don't have me speak ever. <laughs> Matter of fact, I, I think you and I have been your friend forever. And oh yeah. I think you're the only guy who's ever encouraged me to talk. Really? Yeah. My brain and my mouth things happen kind of oddly. Yeah. So that's my little disclaimer. So but you're I'll just answer your question. It back to me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I feel safe with you. And I'm proud used, to be sitting here next to you. I support you in every way. I appreciate it. Man. So look, disappointment, yeah. I've I've had a few. Mm-hmm. And I've been around people that have more than me. And one thing I learned from, uh, I've had this, you know my life, Doug. I've had mm-hmm. this very, very diverse. Interesting life. Very yeah. interesting. And I've been around all kinds of folks. Yeah. From the rich to the poor and everything in between. And I've, I found that the, the ones on the one end of the scale, their level of disappointment is so low that it, it's practically hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, where mine is fairly high. I mean, I used to race bicycles, for instance. Yeah. And they used to ask me why I did it. And I said, because it feels so good when I stop. Uh-huh. <laughs> so my disappointment was very high. <laughs> uh, just breathing was yeah. a pleasure. Sure. Something I was thankful for. Yeah. So you see, you want to be on that end of the scale. Right. I, th- I think it's expectation, really. Expectations. Yeah. I set you, up for, uh, you can't talk about disappointment without knowing a person's expectations. Yeah. If your expectations are so high, you're going to yeah. be disappointed. You're going to get in trouble. All the time. So you, you just kind of keep your hope level up. Yeah. But, you know, it's like Hebrews. Faith is the substance, the stuff of stuff that you hope for. And... When you're disappointed, doesn't that usually attack your hope? It's, you know, what I hoped would happen didn't exactly happen. I, I think it was you yeah. that told me you started the day by saying, I thank you, Lord, a yeah. hundred times. hundred times. And then you'd put the emphasis on Lord. Yeah. Or I thank you, yeah. Lord. I thank you, yeah. Lord. Yeah. And after you get through that, yeah. it's a good you day. Feel, you feel differently. You really yeah. do. And so I, I sort of modeled that. Yeah. Thankfulness leads to joy. Yes, it does. Yeah. And, and, uh. Hope is a powerful antidote for disappointment that I see a, a lot of places out there. And thankfulness feeds hope, really. You, you really were mentioning does. young people being disappointed kind mm-hmm. of across the board. I, I think they've, they've got too much coming at them. They're not seeing the small right. stuff, you know? Their expectations right. are pretty high. Too high. Yeah, pretty high. Possibly. I don't know. I don't like know. I said, I well, shouldn't be talking. Right? <laughs> you did great. You know, I was thinking, uh, when, it, when it comes to disappointment, the Bible has quite a bit to say about stuff being stolen from you. Mm. Like, I, I, I love the book of, of Joel, too, where it talks about the Lord restoring the years the locusts had eaten. <laughs> and and I, I think loss is, is something that is... Part of the disappointment factor, we we don't expect to lose, but but we really do. I I have this great I have this great thing that happened to me in my life. I I had a leather coat. We were close friends, probably the time you probably remember this. I do. I I got the nicest leather coat down at Nordstrom. I remember. It was a hot. I mean, I looked like Mick Jagger, only better. Yeah. You remember that coat? Well, I don't know about that. I I was a little heavier. Okay. So. I, I'm I'm out in, and I think it was Philadelphia, and someone broke into my hotel room and stole my clothes. It wasn't me. You no, know, it wasn't you. 
And and so this leather coat, I remember being so upset and disappointed and so doggone it. How am I going to get another one of those? About five months later, I went to Australia to speak. And one of the guys I met at one of the larger events said he wanted to take me to his factory. Well, I didn't listen to him what kind of factory it was. I just thought, well, yeah. I mean, what am I going to say? The guy's taking me to my hotel. No, I don't want to see your factory. Well, we we pulled up to his factory. He made leather clothes. Mm. That's what he made. All kinds of coats and leather coats. And we pull up and we walk in. And he takes me to his office. He says, hey, I thought I'd save us some time. And I I picked out a coat I thought you might like. And uh, you can have it. I figured your size. I've called ahead. If you don't like it, I've got a whole warehouse out there. Gary, I walked in to that guy's office, Mm -hmm. and there was hanging on a rack the exact same coat coat that had been stolen from me in Philadelphia about a year earlier. I remember. And I, I stood there. I started crying. I was stunned, and I... I had this thought come back to me that the nature of the enemy in a lot of this world is just to rip you off to with the aim of getting you without the awareness of God's appointment in your life, disappointment, take your sense of appointment with God away. But God has always got these surprising moments where they're divine appointments that he makes. They can be people. They can be events. It can be occurrences. It can be a coat. I mean, why God did that and waited a year, I've I've pondered about that for a long time, but it could only have been him. And and I still have that coat. So the divine, uh, appo- the divine appointment yeah. there would be you receiving the coat. Yeah. The disappointment, somebody Which takes took it. The, took the and coat. And you get another divine appointment. Yeah. You get it back. <laughs> exactly. So I think when we talk about disappointment, I want to. I want to just. We'll break off now. But I want to just. If you're listening here, I want to assure you that God isn't running out of appointments with you. You got another one coming, and like Joel said, uh, He's going to restore the years of locusts to eat. And I, I, that, that's what He's like. It's it's like Job. He lost everything. <laughs> Remember that everything, and God gave him back twice what he had lost. The motion in your my life right now if we hang out with God, is always restoration. So don't be disappointed today too long. You're going to be a little bit. But know that keep your eyes open for the next appointment. Let's take a break. Come back in a minute. Caught on Tape with Doug Murin is a listener and friend-supported program. Your help with the show and expanding the evangelism events of Doug Murin is appreciated. All gifts this month will receive a free copy of one of Doug's favorite books, A Way Through the Wilderness by best-selling author Jamie Buckingham. You can get your free copy by writing Doug at Doug Murin, 1806 5th Street, Wenatchee, Washington, 98801. You can also contact Doug online at doug.murin at gmail.com. And now back to more Caught on Tape with Doug Muir. I want to give you a little taste of upcoming show with one of my good friends from Tampa, Florida. Yeah, I, I lived in Tampa a while and uh, loved it there. It was part of a, a great church called Glory to Glory. And, and I met Dr. Alec here Rogers there. He's a, a physicist and a genius. And uh, he's going to be in our subsequent shows I thought I, I wanted to give you a little taste of Dr. Uh, Rogers so you can anticipate his being with us. 
The number I gave you earlier, doctor, here's what a guy named Hugh Ross says, and another doctor, John Lennox, says those kinds of odds are like telling us to imagine covering every square inch of the Earth, a portion of North America, with dimes. And we already know that the exercise will allow us to cause the dimes to reach to the height of the moon. So take North America, stack dimes to the moon, 238,000 miles. And he says, then blindfold a friend and ask him to pick out one of the coins from one of the billion content-sized stacks of dimes that he's gotten there. And he's the odds of picking out a red dime that you've painted red in that stack, 238,000 miles high, figure that, those are the odds times 10 to the 40th power that you're going to pick out the dime that you've planted there. In other words, those are the odds that what we sit in are accidental. What would you comment on that? I know you live with this stuff, so it's probably not surprising. (laughs) You know, when we think of these, I really like that you mentioned improbabilities because that is what science has in the past tried to apply to things that relates to faith. But here's the thing. All of the evidence for faith is better and more reliable than all of those statistical probabilities. You mentioned Hugh Ross. He was actually down here in Tampa. He spoke and he gave a talk at the University of Tampa a couple weeks ago. And what he identified was... Right now, and he, I mean, this guy's brilliant. He identified that today we can actually, scientists and cosmologists and astronomers can watch creation happening right now. They can view into distant galaxies. And so what's so amazing is that in a point, in this present moment, this is the only moment. So, like, again, if you move me 30 seconds ago, we would not be able to observe it. If you move me 30 seconds tomorrow, I would not be able to observe it. In this present right now moment time is the only way we're able to observe creation and the universe and the galaxies being created because they're using their their instrumentation and they're viewing into the past by looking into the stars. That is so amazing. He also had identified that when he was in school, a professor had had asked them to calculate the probability of the second law of thermodynamics reversing on humankind and how it and what effect it would have and and how it could happen. What he identified when he calculated that that he calculated the probability that all the Bible authors coming up with the same statement without God being inspired that the Bible was two to the twenty times more reliable wow. from a probabilistic perspective. So again. Wow. When we look at the science, it's all complementary to the handiwork of God right there. It's, it's just important on your perspective when you begin to read it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm talking, thinking about disappointment, too. I'm thinking, doesn't some of the scientific facts, I mean, the, the real makeup of things, I mean, you work with youth. Isn't disappointment like a huge factor for them and when you consider just shifting your perspective a little bit, saying, hey, it is beyond remarkable that we're even sitting here. There must be some basis for trusting some pretty amazing things in our own personal life. What do you have to say to that when you speak with students? When, when I speak with students, one of the things, again, in common school system all across the country, there's an 
evolutional perspective that's being taught because they say that of an intelligent design that is rootly based in the Christian faith, and because it's based in the Christian faith, you can't teach it because you're teaching religion. But that's farthest from the truth. An intelligent design by so many scholars not doesn't necessarily have to begin with the God of the Christian Bible. However, when you take a starting point that there's a divine creator, now you have to begin to explore that further. And what you will find is that there isn't any other religious text that would subscribe that. For example, in the Hindu faith, the Aveda, it, it says that there were multiple beginnings, and each one began three point four point what four point three billion years. So it has a start and a, and a stop. Well, that can't be identified because astronomers can disprove that. And then you have the Buddhists, they borrow the exact same replica from the Hindu faith. And so that one automatically removes itself. And then Islam, it states that the stars are closer to us than the planets. Now, we know that that's not accurate either by science. But yet when you, and, and again, as I'm speaking to young people, I'm giving them I'm giving them the parallels of what society is sharing with them because they're really disappointed. They're saying, I'm going to church, and then we say this, and then I'm taught this in school. So I give them the whole framework of everything, and then I allow them to express themselves to be able to have a scientific proof that they're able to go back to school and have dialogue. And one of the things that I'm finding often than not is that these students are coming back knowing more than what the teachers had previously known because they're now hungry, they're encouraged, they're, they're reinvigorated, and they're ready to go out and learn some more themselves. And so God's handiwork also compels these young students to want to learn so much more, too. Super. Hey, thanks, Doc. We're going to move on with the show. We'll get you back in here All again. All right, Doug. I, I, still, re- I still want, Thank to, you so I want much. to march you back into the reasonableness to not being too disappointed when you're sitting before a God who's done such spectacular unpredictable things all around us all. And I know you're going to have more to tell us about that in the future. God bless you, Doc. Have a great day, okay? Thank you. You do the same. Take care. Caught on Tape with Doug Murin is a listener and friend-supported program. Your help with the show and expanding the evangelism events of Doug Murin is appreciated. All gifts this month will receive a free copy of one of Doug's favorite books, A Way Through the Wilderness by best-selling author Jamie Buckingham. You can get your free copy by writing Doug at Doug Murin, 1806 5th Street, Wenatchee, Washington, 98801. You can also contact Doug online at doug.murin at gmail.com. And now back to more Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. You know, Gary, one of the great statements that Jesus made was, uh, Ask and you shall receive, Matthew 7, 7. Seek and you will find, and knock and the door will be opened. That's a fascinating statement. And they're, they're actually in the Greek, there's a tense we call aorist tense, which means continuous, constant activity. What he's saying is, Ask and keep on asking. It's an action. Yeah. Seek. Keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. Disappointment has a way of uh, knocking out your continuer. You know, it has a way of saying, I don't know know if I want to try that again. Man, that hurt last time. I want to, with the show today, uh, get, get down here and kill this appointment and just say, get inside Jesus' mind. Ask. Just don't stop asking. Don't stop seeking. Don't stop knocking. Grab hold of this thing and say, God, what's my next appointment? You know, um, 
I used to write late at night, and uh, every once in a while, I would drive downtown Seattle like late in the in the night, one two in the morning, and I'd go to this place that had the best tomato soup in Seattle. And it was one night I went down there, and there was this kid. He he was he was uh, not looking real good. And he went out and he waited for the bus. And I, I'm kind of writing with my little computer and eating my soup. And I knew I could tell he was half a minute before the bus got there. He's waiting for the bus at the bus stop. He would give up and walk back into the restaurant. <laughs> and hmm. The bus would pull up and it would pull away and he'd run out the door and run after it. He did that at least four times. It was it was comical to watch. And I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm kind of can be have a little super spiritual side to me, and and I sense the Holy Spirit said, "That guy right there, he's just like you. You don't wait there long enough. You get disappointed and discouraged, and your bus comes, and you're not there. So I want to leave today first thanking you for being part of our our show. I I love doing these kinds of shows. I love them, and. Uh, I just want to assure you, you probably are going to win a lot more if you maintain your excitement and hope for the next appointment, because God has a bunch of them for you this week that I would guess, because I know what he's like, are pretty wonderful. God bless you and have a super week. Hey, uh, in case you didn't know, uh, I'm not a, a newcomer to the Northwest or actually even onto the online radio. Uh, I, I lived here a long time and this show is coming to you now with a great deal of excitement, at least from me. I, I think Gary's excited and all my friends are as well. They're being part of this. But our, our aim is this, is we want to talk about the discovery of faith, the increasing of faith and, you know, the enjoyment of your faith. That's all this program will be about. Basically, how to enjoy more of your faith, how to have a, a little more accessible faith, and how to build hope in your life in ways that will make life so much more grand in the way that God has planned. Now, we're going to have guests. Uh, we'll have probably quite a few guests. We're going to do some Bible examining. I mean, we're going to just hear great stories about people who found their way, people just like you and me that kind of fumble around and wonder, how did we get into this corner? And then we discover, oh, God knew I would be in this corner, and here's a couple ways out of it. That's what we're going to be about on this show. And, and, music. I, and Oh, yes. And music, Doug. We're going to... Yeah, right? we're going to have some great music people on. Got to have that. Why, we're, you know, one of, our, and our, one of our very early shows coming... We're going to have one of your friends, Caleb Quay, the first man to hear Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band by the Beatles. Used to sneak Elton John in the studio before he was Elton John. He did. He he was Elton John's first guitarist, right? Yeah, yeah. We got we got some great great stuff coming. We might even learn a little music theory. Get a B three in here. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to have fun with the show. We hope you'll mark your calendar. Show up every time we do. We hope to expand it. But we've got to be sensible about things. So, hey, if you'd like to support us, listen to the announcer, and they'll tell you how you can do that, because we do plan on doing this and expanding it a long way. I'm excited to be back in Seattle, and I'm excited to be uh, with Krista Radio, and I'm excited about this show caught on tape. So we'll see you next time. Thank you. This is Doug Muren signing off with my friend Gary Vero for the day. 
You've been listening to Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. To contact the program, you can write to 13110 Northeast 177th Place, number 365, Woodenville, Washington, 98072. You can also email Doug Murin at doug.murin at gmail.com. 